What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode nine of Hit the Books, the podcast here for everything sports, especially the NFL, which we are all about this week. Week seven is here, and this week we got a whole lineup of games in action waiting to digest. This week, the Bills, Rams, Vikings, and Eagles have bye weeks, so we will see no action from them. We still got 14 other games waiting for us, so let's jump in, but not without introducing my co-hosts, Huff, Ace, and Mackie. Huff, let's go first. How's it going this week? Maybe give us a little rundown, a little recap on the weekly records. What are you thinking, buddy? Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Happy to be back. Um, yeah, just to get right to it, had a really good weekend on the card, 4-1. Uh, personally, I was looking to go 5-0 and with the Sunday night play with that under. Uh, unfortunately, didn't go my way. Cooper Rush decided, or decided to throw a couple ducks and go for it on fourth on or fourth and inches. I think it was on their own like 30-yard line, but um, win some, you lose some. But four and one weekend, can't complain about it. But Jesse, you were sitting right there with me, right there with me at four and one. So um, we both had pretty good weekends there. Can't complain. Can't complain. All good stuff there. Mackie, you're up next. What do you got for me, man? What's happening? Yeah, second week in a row, kind of uh, shit the bet on the on the card, but you know, still positive units. Can't really complain about being positive units. I'll be back at it this week. Guarantee some positive units this week. So uh, you know, just get, get back in the swing of things and get it going. The three unit—that's a make or break. I mean, you knew that you knew I, that. I was when you feeling, took it. I was feeling frisky with it, and I really thought it was going to be like more of a high-scoring game. It kind of only didn't get. It only got a high scoring like later in the game, but uh, he had his chance. He dropped it. Whatever. He win some, he lose some. I'll be honest. I was trying very hard to try to figure out a way to fit that in my intro. Couldn't figure out a good way to fit your uh, your three <laughs> unit play loss in there. I'll be back. I'll be back with another one. Don't worry. I'm ready for it. It was the first three unit play and hit the book's history, and recorded as a loss. No good. <laughs> Ace, you're up next, buddy. What do you got for me? <laughs> Um, well, looking at my record for the year, might be getting one of those three-unit plays, so uh, probably going to follow the Mackey trend in one of these coming weeks. But uh, four and six week for me, just over under a half a unit, uh, negative on the week, so basically even on the week there. Uh, not really seeing any movement. After a good uh, last week, previous week, followed up with the so-so one, so we did well in the prime time, not really on the uh, four o'clock slate, really. Really killed me there with that low-scoring Buffalo-Kansas City game. It was actually not as much as everybody thought it was going to be there. Um, but yeah, hit some hit some nice Thursday and Monday primetime hits. I think I went two for two and, uh, in the Thursday and Monday games. So got to build off that. Going to start with this Thursday here. Got a big week of football. Um, my Patriots secured another dub under Billy Zapp. Billy Zapp. Got to shout him out. So I think the boys are all going to be positive units this week. I'm ready to roll, get the... Full 4-0 on the card for us. Lots of good stuff from all the boys across the board. Very excited for this week. Week 7 of the NFL. But first, let's jump into a little MLB. As we're recording here, we have the Phillies and the Padres playing. No picks from us tonight. We didn't have any picks tonight, right? No. Well, we don't know. As of recording, we have no picks. trash can. But we are looking at the Yankees-Astros game here later tonight. Maybe we'll get in a pick for that. Who wants to start us off with some MLB? Yeah, I think we should just start right off with the the team that's kind of been the, the Cinderella story team of the whole playoff run, the Phillies. They've been kind of making their way through each series. Uh, I think been underdogs in every series that they've played. 
up 1-0 on the or on the Padres uh, in the series right now. Right now they're up 4-3 in the fifth inning uh, with, with one out. I'm hoping the Padres uh, rally here and get some runs. But um, Phillies have been a team that, I mean, Mackie, we said right before we started recording, they look fucking sick. And obviously we're both saying that we both have Padres money line. I don't know if either of you guys ended up taking anything on this game. But, um, yeah, Phillies are legit. But obviously Yankees get past the Guardians, another one. Uh, we get to see Yankees-Astros again starting tonight, like you said. So, uh, I'll probably have a pick on that one. I don't know if we're gonna end up being a great in agreement on a team pick or not. But uh, Mackie, who'd you who'd you have winning that Yankees uh, Guardians game five last night? You had Yankees. Yeah, I actually took Yankees. I had them minus one and a half, and I had them in a parlay with the Islanders. So I I cashed out big on them last night. I just didn't see that nice. team. I had the Islanders too. I like that. It was set, that team was set up after that game got pushed back. They were able to play Nestor, and it was just kind of over from that point. I think. It, um. They're the better team, in my opinion. I think they deserve to go to go into the ALCS, and we got Astros, Yankees yet again. So Astros look like they have the favorite. They're the favorite right now, but you never know. This Yankees team can get hot. Yeah, I definitely agree with you guys on that. Um, the Yankees, you know, so much firepower and big year. They can always uh, take over any game they're in. But uh, I, I like the Astros here. A lot of a lot of experience. I'm big on Justin Verlander. And uh, Alvarez there, he's been going off this playoff run. I'm not surprised to see them win that game, especially with Cortez pitching like Mackey alluded to. But it's funny, if you go back a few weeks when the playoffs started, we had my buddy Abik on. He dropped that trend about the Phillies winning the World Series in years of recession or approaching recession. And it looks like they could be on the cusp of that again. I was pretty high on that team at the beginning. I, I, knew, I knew they could go on a... A little bit of a run. I said that from the beginning. Schwarber, you did. You did say that. You said when we were picking the wild card series, you go, "My heart," or I forget how you said it, but you were like, "My heart tells me the Cardinals," or "My heart tells me the Phillies," but I want the Cardinals or something like that. Yeah, I knew the card. The Cardinals weren't going to win. I wanted them to win just for the storybook. We, I was going to say, me young. and you were in agreement you guys, on that one. Yeah, I love. We all, everybody in the world loves Pujols. I'm actually a big Yachty fan as a catcher myself, playing baseball growing up, always mirroring my game after him. But I knew the, that Phillies team was something to be reckoned with. I don't know why they were slept on so much. Deep pitching staff, a lot of talent on offense, and they're smashing the ball in the showcase. I mean, I'm surprised you guys are still betting against them. I, I'm not going to lie. It's I do looking good right it. now. Stop telling me. Stop telling me. I do regret Soto, baby. I do regret, regret betting against them today. I just didn't expect them to go back to Philadelphia being up 2-0. I figured Padres me neither. That's would at all least get a game at home. I still think the Phillies win this series. I think this team is a lot better than I thought they were. I don't think anybody thought they would be the last NL East team standing with the Mets and the Braves in that division. But, uh, you know, Phillies... Phillies I didn't even think about that. That's crazy. Yeah, Let's slow a roll, though. Watch watch, watch, watch the Padres come back and win this game. Isn't it a run, one-run game? Oh, even if they speak. do... I mean, no, they win that game and the complexity in the whole series changes. No, I do. Even if the Padres win this game, I still think the Phillies will win this series. Um, that's funny. I forgot about Abik saying that in the recession era is that Phillies are always winning it because they actually have a good chance now. I, I think getting uh, to where they are now is is probably their hardest part. I thought with the talent, just the odds on them every round too. Like they've they've been underdogs almost every game, right? Um, Ace, you know, also I also I like agree that. with you saying that that team is like really good, but they had their a lot of ups and downs this year. And coming into the playoffs, they weren't even that hot. They actually caught fire, I would say, no, right yeah. as the playoffs started. So yeah, I agree with you. That team is very stacked and very talented. But um, I mean, the whole entire Underrated. National League is kind of you have a lot of yeah. defenders in that na- yeah. in the National League. So 
I'm yeah, a fan of the Padres too. I've always I've, I've enjoyed watching them. I mean, you know the firepower on that team already. Yeah. Without Tatis though, I didn't think they'd be able to keep it going. That's why I do kind of lean Phillies still. Um, I just thought the value on the Phillies, you know, hit the books right. But like all over the place with the pluses for Philadelphia, that pitching staff, and then when I think of playoff baseball, I think of star power. You have Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, a guy that consistently does it. You know, Bryce Harper is stepping up big time in the playoffs too. When else would he in his career, really? You have to figure he does at some point, so it might as well be now. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I like this team, though. I, I, I still think the uh, World Series will end up being a, an Atlantic or a American League team. AL team. Yeah, agreed. I'm, I'm on the Astros if I had to pick a World Series winner. I think if the I think whoever play with value. I think the Astros win the series, too, and I think they'll end up winning the World Series. But I think if the Yankees get past the Astros, they'll win it, too. Who's pitching next game for the Padres? Isn't Musgrove due up? Musgrove will be. Uh, I like Musgrove. Yeah, it should be Musgrove. Musgrove pitched. Game next five. game is Musgrove. Musgrove. We have Musgrove Suarez. Then we have uh, no, Clevenger. Pitchers listed for that day. They don't have them listed yet, but Clevenger should pitch game four. It was a go back around to Nola too. I like that Philly staff though. I've been a fan of them for years. Philly just don't have a to baseball they, heavy. They just don't have a deep bullpen, in my opinion. What's his name? Uh, the guy with the weird, the, the crazy first name on the Phillies. He had a injury ridden year, but my my Philly boys have been talking him up. Let me check. Uh, Alvarado is pretty steady, but he's a closer, so you only have him for the ninth. No, they they like Sir Anthony Dominguez actually. Alvarado was That's last the night. They like two in the pen. Yeah, no, no, no. He 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 got the he got the hold, Dominguez. Oh, got you. He pitched in the eighth. Yeah, they think that that him coming back with with Alvarado is a uh, force to be reckoned with in that back end. Personally, not not saying this is what I think is going to happen. Just like my personal liking, I want to see a Paul. I was telling Mackie this. I want to see a Padres Yankees World Series. I just think like the judge versus like Soto, Soto being whatever, 23 years old, uh, the MLB would eat that shit up and uh, I'd love to see Soto take him down to get his second World Series before judge even gets one, but um, I'm also a Yankee guy, so I don't know, that'd be a tough, I, I really like both of those teams, so rooting for both of them, it's kind of like, you know, you gotta, one of them has to lose sooner or later, um, but it seems like this really is the Yankees year. That's tough with Mackie and I wearing Red Sox hats and you being from Pittsburgh. Go Yankees, he's saying. Tough. I like the Yankees. I want the Yankees to win. Yeah, it could, could go anyway. But my picks out of the AL are Astros. My pick out of the NL, I'll go Phillies. Yeah, I'll go Phillies, Yanks. MLB playoff in full swing. Lots of good stuff to come out of that. Look for picks from us daily as those games approach. A little recap in the NHL. We're doing all right here on the season. Picks coming out for that as well. Ace, what do you got for us on that? Yeah, we've been coming hot and uh, hot and heavy with those NHL picks. Just missing on a few. We should be higher units. Uh, I think we're going to get there eventually if you've been following along. Um, been missing some uh, puck lines by an empty net. And uh, been missing some OT wins uh, for the money line too. But we're still up, like Jesse said. Um, we've been cashing out on the Vegas Golden Knights. They've been a wagon to start the year for us. 
Um, Colorado Avalanche, if you're not all over them, then I don't know what you're doing. You're not watching hockey. It's one of the best teams in the league. We all know that with the firepower they have in there. Covering those money lines and puck lines night in and night out. So uh, yeah, definitely stay tuned. We've we've been we've been locked in, loaded. Big hockey guys here. Big big uh, winter sports team. Uh, so definitely stay attentive to our socials. That's where we post at least a couple plays a day, especially when there's no uh, major sports on like NFL and MLB. Hockey is known for being one of our uh, best sports. So I know we're not up that big right now, but it, we'll definitely get there. I have a lot of faith in that. So uh, if you want to stick with us in that. We're releasing uh, at least four nights a week, usually, so stay tuned. Big stuff coming out of the NHL. Look for those picks daily, as the boys said. Let's move forward to some NFL, what everyone's here for. we got a lot of good stuff coming out of week seven. I got some trends to get us going. First one's a little trend for Mackie and his boys up in New York. The Giants are 5-1, and one, Jets 4-2 and two are the two most profitable teams on the money line through six weeks, weeks this season. A $100 better would be up $812 on the Giants and $603 on the Jets. The last time both New York teams combined for nine wins through week six was back in 2010. So very impressive for those New York teams showing, you know, real attentiveness on the field. Good stuff. As we said last week, it's a lot more fun to watch them this year compared to most. Another trend I got. Look at look at Huff. Look at Huff running. He's coming for the New York teams. He loves it. I just wanted hey, to, don't I, I wanted don't to hate on up. don't hate on my don't hate on my New York Giants. I've been riding them this year, and it's been working out. So it's same thing with the Jets. You talked shit on the Jets last week going to Green Bay, <laughs> and they grittied. They grittied up in Lambeau. Now they I didn't see they did gritty, it. But, yeah, oh but, shit! Uh, did yeah. we even pay attention? Did he gritty? I didn't see. I didn't catch it. I, he didn't do uh, much. He didn't, he score, he didn't score. Yeah, he didn't really do much. It was a lot. Of, it was a big defensive game. Ace, you escaped. No, Sauce Gardner with the cheese head, though. Sorry, sorry, sorry to sorry to cut off your uh, trend there, Jesse. I just saw Huff running onto the screen, hearing about the two New York teams. So I had to. I could. I couldn't sit down fast enough to talk about the the New York <laughs> football Giants. New York football is back. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Jets Giants Super Bowl. Ooh. And the other trend I got for week seven is the Atlanta Falcons are 6-0 against the spread this season. The only undefeated team against the spread in the NFL. They are the third team to start 6-0 against the spread in the last decade. The other two teams being the 2021 Cowboys and the 2018 Kansas City Chiefs. So pretty impressive stat there. Again, you know, against the spread, I know they've definitely had some plus plus spreads there against most of those teams they've played, but can't go against the Falcons. Spread's a good bet. Yeah, I've been riding the Falcons all year, so uh, if anyone's cashing off that, it's me. I was going to say, Mac, you've been riding them all year, and, or uh, last week I really liked them in that spot against the 49ers, and I'm glad I jumped on it. I had them off the card money line too, which was really profitable. Damn, nice. The underdogs outright this week. Jets, Giants. Mackie, give that trend again. Give that trend again for the people that that forgot or haven't listened before. I don't know the uh, actual record, but um, coming into the year, it was it was 
Oh shit! I don't even know. I, I couldn't even tell you that like the record, but it was hitting at it was like, through, like it was through like the first two weeks or three weeks. It was like forty-one and six that teams that won the game outright covered their spread. So if you're gonna, so basically the stat that's crazy. It supports if you're gonna take an underdog, you might as well take their money line because it's more profitable, which we've seen ha- has been a true a true trend in this league this year. All right, let's jump into some of these NFL matchups. Let's start out on Thursday night. We got the New Orleans Saints at the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are our favorite in this one. The spread going at minus 2.5. Their money line sitting at minus 134 and the over-under at 43.5. The trends I got for this one are the Cardinals have lost 7 straight at home since 2018 when NFC teams meet on Thursday night football. The home team is 10-17 and 17 against the spread. Also, since 2018, the Saints are 24 and 11 against the spread and 27 and 8 straight up on the road. They're also 9 and 2 against the spread and 8 and 3 straight up as the road underdogs since 2018. So, some trends there leading in leaning in the Saints' favor. But Mackie, what do you think? You want to get us going on this one Thursday night football? Yeah, another primetime game that we most of us probably don't really want to watch. I know I'm not really psyched to watch this game, but uh, it's primetime, so you're going to bet on it. Um, this is a game that I could see going under. I could see Arizona playing a slower game. We know New Orleans is um, not the fastest-paced team. We know they're more of an under team. They don't really score a lot of points. They have a pretty steady defense. So in a primetime game, I see this being a slower game, and I see it going under. If I was to pick a winner in this game, I like the home team. I think they get it done at home. I know... Um, They've been shaky at or in Arizona. Um, I don't. I don't even think they have a win on the season in Arizona. But this is a spot where I see Kyler Murray do, just do, doing just enough to get by um, a pretty injured New Orleans Saints team. Yeah, I, I agree with you, heavy actually, Mackie. I think I said this two weeks ago. Faded myself uh, last week, maybe just because I'm in, not a firm believer in this in the Seahawks, but. Um, it's time. You can start betting on the Arizona Cardinals again. DeAndre Hopkins is back, one of the best receivers in the league. Um, that'll open up so much more on the offense there. It'll, it'll help things a lot. If James Conner can get activated this week, it's another plus. They just added Robbie Anderson. I know Marquise Brown's out. I'm not too high on him. Anyways. I think anybody else can catch a, a little bubble screen or a 10-yard pass, but DeAndre Hopkins is a difference maker, and he provides the one thing that the Cardinals have been lacking, the ability to get in the end zone. So I think Kyler Murray turns around at home with his boy. Um, I like betting with the streak, so this is going to be scary to say, but the Cardinals have lost eight home games in a row. Scary stat, but I think getting D-Hop back at home. And that Saints team, they're in so much turmoil right now, they won't even name their starter at quarterback. It's between Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. That's like a picking pick between two twos and a, car, a deck of cards. But, uh, I mean, you don't want either of those. They banged up with injuries at receiver. Um Kamara hasn't looked like himself all year. Two points is a very nice line to get, um, especially at home on Thursday Night Football. I think the Cardinals turn around. I'm a firm believer in this team with DeAndre Hopkins, and they got Robbie A now. Uh, Hoff, let me hear what you think. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I like the Cardinals in this spot. I think they get the job done, like Mackie said, a very injured Saints team. Um, I'll take the Cardinals at home on primetime. I'm so excited to watch D-Hop play football. That's one of my favorite duos, Kyler and D-Hop. I was one of those people that get to, got to move him to a starting spot this week in fantasy, me, but me I did too. it in three leagues. 
I have so I have so many good receivers on my team that I have with D Hop. Like it's on my the team I have D Hop on is my receivers are Cooper Cup, AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, and DeAndre Hopkins. So now I'm like, I gotta pick is one of those four to sit every week. Yeah, dude, I, believe me, I don't know how these. I I had no running backs. My running backs. Well, now I uh. can brag about my running backs. Late, I went with Chubb and Cordero Patterson, who obviously ended up working out. But Patterson's hurt. Chubb's been a stud, but. Yeah, I'm five and one. Yeah, that's you'll get carried by those guys. They're target hogs. Where'd Mackie go? Lots of good stuff out of Thursday night football. The Saints and the Cardinals. Very excited for that one. Let's start our Sunday off right, 1 p.m. with the Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys are favored for here for you, Mackie, at minus seven and even seven here on FanDuel. Their money line at minus 310 and the over-under at 48 and a half. The trends I got for this one are the Lions are 10 and three against the spread in their last 13 conference games. The Lions are also nine and three against the spread in their last 12 games when playing as the underdog. And the Cowboys are 16 and five against the spread in their last 21 conference games. So trends there supporting both teams. But what do we got here, Mackie? You want to start us again with this one, your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm excited about this game. We got Dak back finally. He's been out since week one. Obviously not the best week one showing against a pretty good uh, Tampa Bay defense, but he's definitely the better option over Cooper Rush, who did exactly what he needed to do while he was out. He had a 4-1 and record. So we're sitting at 4-2, and going into week uh, 7. We got a nice, a, a good sit situation this week we got the Lions minus seven so uh I don't know I think we definitely cover this spread here we're definitely going to get the win we got a lot a lot going early um we're going to be able to score a lot they're really not going to have a lot to be able to do on uh offense with like Michael Parsons and uh Demarcus Lawrence and the pass rush and all they got going on that defensive side of the ball so uh I think we definitely cover this spread I like Dallas minus seven a lot but that could be a very biased pick also. So Definitely sounds biased to me. Did you say Dak Prescott's playing or no? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, that's so scary though. I mean, Dude, they're gonna I, I'm roll very with excited him. to see him. I, I'm so excited to watch that offense with uh, Prescott in now a healthy gallop with Lamb. Um, the, I think Gallup's going to start eating too. Look for him to start popping off. Seven points is a lot though. It's a feisty... Uh, Feisty Detroit team. I mean, you really have to check the injury report for this one. You got to see what they're saying about Dak, how he's looking in practice. You got to look at DeAndre Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown. They're difference makers, best players that Detroit has. Without them, they don't even stand a chance, really. Um, I think Jamal Williams was on the injury report, too. So we know they give up a lot of points. It's just if they, they need Amon Ra and DeAndre Swift. And even if they have them, I don't think it's enough to get it done against one of the top defenses in the league. But I do think I, there's going to be a lot of points here. I'm guessing the under the over under isn't too high this week. Um, somebody have that total on hand real quick. But um, 49, yeah, I'm I'm leaning over there for sure. Um, I can't take the points with the Lions just because Dak could pop off and that defense is scary. The way the Patriots with Bailey Zapp shut him out 29 nothing. I mean, come on, the, the Cowboys should be able to do some, make some noise there. But, uh, yeah, it's too big of points for either side, but I do like a lot of points from both teams this week. I like that take. Um, like you said, a very injured Lions team. It's kind of tough to take them in this spot, but 
I don't know if I'll have a play on this game, like personally, if I'll be betting on this one. Um, but um, I, I I do like that over that you said with the four. I have forty eight and a half, but um, but two off or two high flying offenses. If Dak comes back and everything looks good, then obviously Dallas could put up you know northward of thirty points, and Detroit just has to play an average game. But I think this could be a get right game for Dallas's defense after a tough loss in prime time in Philly. Um, they looked. Uh, they kind of got walked all over by uh, the Philadelphia Eagles offense Ooh, in that second quarter. I, w- I wouldn't say that. It's, uh, some bad field position. They stopped them to a few field no, goals the, there. The offense didn't help. I the will second say that. quarter I, was it, weak, but they played that second half so strong on the on the other side. So it's tough to. Go my point is, I think saying, they no, get no, back. I, I think they get back to. I I think I get they get back to what we all know them as as an elite defense in the NFL. Uh, I think they they stumped Detroit. I I I I really like Dallas minus seven here. I will say this though: if a Monroe St. Brown's full go after a bye week and sitting two, I don't think Trayvon Diggs can cover him. I think he can contain him. I think he's still gonna get his his uh he's still gonna get his looks. And he's still gonna get his catches. But I think uh, Trayvon can. I don't. I think he can do fine with containing him. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that matchup. Uh, I. I I, I know that DeAndre Swift will have a tough day of sledding, um, even if he is a full go. But I, I think they can break some big touchdowns. The Lions are a sneaky backdoor cover late in the game, too. That's why seven points is a lot for the Cowboys. Um, we def- talked about that all year with the Lions. You're definitely right there. You're de- that's, this is uh, this screams backdoor cover. Yeah. Um, I'm going to stay away from the spread, but I do like 49 there. Maybe even look at – I think I'm definitely going to look at the Dallas team total. So if it's a 49, they're probably sitting at maybe 26.5. Well, if they're favored by seven, probably it's 27 and a half. But uh, I, I think they put up over 30 this week for sure. As long as Dak's healthy, I'm going to monitor the D- Dak Prescott situation the whole week, though, for sure. Yeah, stay tuned to the to the card. I doubt I'd take a pick on this game, but you never know. Lots of good stuff to round off the start of our 1 o'clock slate. The next one up is the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are favored at minus two and a half. Their money line sitting at minus 144 and the over under at 42 and a half. The trends I got for this one are since 2012, the Titans are three and seven against the spread and two and eight straight up when hosting the Colts. Since 2018, quarterback Matt Ryan is six and four straight up as a divisional road underdog. Huff, you want to start us off on this one? A good game here, I think. Between the Colts and Titans, two teams that I don't love, but you never know. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, two, three, and two teams. I know the Colts have a tie. They're technically three, two, and one. Uh, two teams battling out for the top of the AFC South. Obviously, we know the Jags have been the Jags throughout this season have had picked up a couple of wins, um, but it's looking like the winner of this game is going to take the lead in the division and might not look back, in my opinion. Um, and I like the Titans in this spot. I like them at the, on their home field. I think this is a Derrick Henry. Just you see the the real King Henry come out, and uh, he's gonna have a big game. Um, I really like what the, I liked what the Titans did last week, um, or two weeks ago. Were they, were they on a bye last week? Was it last week they had a bye? Yeah, I just think I think this team's been getting better. Obviously, coming off a bye, everyone's you know fresher. I know it's only week seven, but uh, anytime you get a bye week and you come back at home, it's a huge thing, especially against a divisional rival. Uh, I really like the Titans here. Yeah, I mean, two and a half points at home in a divisional game. You love those uh, home teams in divisional games, Huff. 
Um, I know it's not a home dog, but still, I think I think you're, you're riding with the, the home squad in a tight matchup, especially behind the King, Derrick Henry. You can't deny him. But uh, I think the injuries at that receiving core, I mean, yeah, they have Robert Woods. He's been playing well, but behind him, they don't have much. Um, the Colts have been playing good football, like not great football, but good enough to win. So what's crazy is it's an AFC South game, so it's not going to be entertaining. But at the same time, it's going to be a tight game, so you're going to want to pay attention to it. Um, the Colts, this is this game's coming down to who's going to win the division. This is a big game in, in the yearly standings, right? Um, I like the Colts. I think Jonathan Taylor, if he can get on the field, he got the week off, even though he was questionable. Um, I think he has a big game, right? He's got to get right. We need to get right that game there. We're going to have a running back matchup for the century. He's. I, I have him as questionable. Yeah, yeah, I think he plays this week, though. He, he had the questionable tag last week and was ultimately ruled out, uh, I think, Thursday or Friday. So I think with the extended period off, he should be good to go. Such a pivotal game. I think they were really resting him for this week, if, I, if I'm if i being honest. Um, so I'm going to look at them, too, to get in the end zone. Uh, maybe you par- do a same-game parlay right there with Henry and Taylor because you know both of them might get in as they try and one-up each other. But I think there's a lot of value on the Colts' money line here. That's what I'm leaning for this play. Um, definitely check out the card. Um, important game for the AFC South. Not the highest scoring matchup we all love, but a very, very, uh, very smartly played game. Mackie, what are you, what are you thinking here? Yeah, I like your uh, logic on this game. I think it's going to be more of a slower game as we've seen a lot of AFC South matchups are. Um, the only thing throwing me off on the Titans winning line here is that they, they beat them two weeks ago in Indianapolis. So, you know, you see the same, same team twice in three weeks and usually you don't win two of them. But I do really lean Titans here. I like them at home. I think they ended up winning this division as well, and I think this is a big statement game for them. Um, I don't like how close the games are played together. That's the only that's the only thing throwing me off right now. Um, it's the, as a coach of Indianapolis, it's uh, easier for him to adjust to a team than for Tennessee to go out and do the same thing twice or beat a team, beat a coach twice. So, um, I guess to give a pick. I'll lean Titans, but you probably won't see a, see a pick for me in the, in this game. I like the under as well, so Titans and under. Love that under pick, but I'm, you, I'm, I was waiting for you to say like you like the under. I love the under this me. week, though. I, in that in that game, I mean, it's a you divi- took it two weeks ago in this game. Any any divisional game though, it it should be rolling under. Oh, this one didn't hit though, did it? When you took it, Mm-mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm, no, leaning, I'm leaning Colts, though. The Colts have beaten some good teams, and I think they like playing on the road more. I don't know. Good stuff there, boys. Another 1 o'clock game we got is the New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are favored in this one at minus 3. Their money line is sitting at minus 154, and the over-under at 41.5. The trends I got for this one are the Jaguars have lost 18 consecutive games straight up versus the NFC dating back to 2018. They're 2 and 16 in those games. Sorry, they are 2 and 16 against the spread in those games. Also, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones is 14 and 6 against the spread on the road. Um, so you said obviously Giants Jags. Um, we have a high-flying New York oh. Giants team, a team that not a lot of people expected to be where they're at right now. What are they? 5 and 1. Yeah. So this 5-1 and one Giants team winning last week again against the Ravens. Um, coming into Jacksonville this week, and Jacksonville a minus three-point favorite. Uh, that's just something, a 5-1 and one team, you don't usually see uh, them getting three points going to an inferior opponent, in my opinion, in the Jaguars. But 
Um, I don't know. This is a really tough game here. I do like the Jaguars in this spot. I'm, I might have to fade my Giants right now, but um, it's just I think the Jaguars come home and do their job and get the job done. But um, it's going to kill me to go against the Giants. So you're going to have to wait up until Sunday to see what I end up doing here. But um, I've been riding this Giants team like Mackey's been riding the Falcons. So it's hard to jump ship whenever they just keep on winning. Yeah, I'm... Um... I don't know. This is a, this, this game stream. This game screams trap game because why would why would you they see want, a two and four team that's three point favorites over a five and one team ever? I mean, I know this is the Giants and not everyone's sold on them yet, but even so, Jacksonville is still Jacksonville. Like this is just a, a weird situation for them to be in. We got a lot of money going on the Giants. We already got sixty five percent, and the lines moved from uh, plus one to plus three. So everything tells you that you should take uh, Jacksonville in this game, and I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to actually bet it, but uh, if I was the lean, I'd go Jacksonville. I just haven't been on the Giants. That's exactly all. how I feel. I haven't been on the Giants all season, so I'm not going to bet against them when I haven't probably Mackey, off of them. Mackey, the, the worst 5-1 team of all time. It is definitely the worst 5-1 team of all time, and I think they get their second loss this week. But, you know I, what? I agree it, with you. I like I liked the Jaguars. I, yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely the uh, the more expert pick here. Yeah, I think that they have too much firepower for the uh, Giants to keep up with. I say this every week, and the Giants keep proving. I was going to say you've said this every week, and the Giants have played some legit teams: oh the Packers, God, the Ravens. Daniel Jones know, legitimately outplayed Lamar Jackson down the stretch in that in that game. Lamar Jackson fumbled the game away, or whatever he yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, so I think yeah. Daniel Jones outplayed him down the stretch in that fourth quarter with the game on the line. Yeah, you're not wrong. Over I just a quarterback think, uh, that's like I think that th- top five in the league. I don't know. My thought on this game is, it's I keep going against them. Huff's right. I'm I'm not gonna card this. I'm not gonna bet this. But I'm gonna give my take here because the Giants keep burning me. I can't I can't go against them anymore. But my thoughts on this game is those Giants have been hyped up and they've been slept on. They've been playing big games and they've won them all. Now everybody's buying in. And this is an underrated exactly. Jaguars team that is buying into the hunt. They're low-key sleeping in that AFC South. They're at home with a really good coach, Super Bowl-winning coach, underrated young defense with playmakers all around. They have enough firepower on offense to score. They're starting to click a little bit. They need a win to stay relevant. They're at home. I like them this week. I think Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. outduels Daniel Jones, um, but I'm not carding it. Vegas, Just I've been uh, back, to, the Giants. back to what you said. The public has bought in the Giants. Obviously, they see a 5-1 and one team that just keeps on covering. Kind of same as the Falcons, but the Falcons, I thought last week was going to be a tough spot, but I really like them in that spot against the 49ers. I think this week you're going to see a lot of people jump in late on the Giants, and you might be able to get the Jags at a minus 2.5, um, but you never know. So I, I do like Jacksonville. I think they come out and win this game uh, because back to what you said, the public, when the public buys teams, we knows what we all know what happens. Vegas is sitting there setting the cheese on this uh, Giants team. One more week, one more week, one more week. Now everyone's bought in. They're snapping. Everyone's, everyone's going to lose. Yeah, yep. I agree with you. I'm jumping, they're, I think they're I'm jumping ship at the right time. They're going to lose a game soon. Like, come on. Somebody has to beat them. They aren't good. And what's funny well, is it's they're, they're going to go down. I mean, they're going to be 5-2, and two, but their two losses are going to be to um, the Jaguars. And who else did they Cowboys. lose to? Cowboys and they beat the Ravens, the Packers. Who else have they beaten? Washington. 
Washington. Like they have some legit wins. Obviously not Washington. They beat the, the comeback win against the Ravens. Panthers. Titans. 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 Yeah, yeah that's the other ones. Not bad team. That could be. That could be three division winners. Who would they mean, lose to again though? Dallas. Cowboys and um, Dallas. Yeah, it, Trevor Lawrence is better than Cooper Rush, and that defense can play up to the potential of uh, an elite whoa, defense. They're, whoa, they're not an elite whoa, defense, whoa, but whoa. no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. They can't. They have the skill to play up to that level, and eventually they could get there. They're not there right now. They're not the Cowboys, but they have enough playmakers where they could they could make some trouble for Daniel Jones. Is what I'm saying. They're not an elite defense like the Cowboys or Packers or Bucks or any of that they've seen, but they're an underrated one. I think they're gonna kind of sleep on this game, the Giants, a little bit. They're a year away. I know what you mean. That's, I'm that, not like that's, I think not, that's not discounting I think what you say, but that team is a year away from being legit. That's on the Jacksonville. Uh, that's on their uh, flag outside the stadium. We're a year oh, away. Fuck you, Castellanos. That's a lot of teams' mottos. <clears throat> There's always next year. But, like, I truly think this Giants team and this Jags team are both going to be really good for the coming years. Yeah, Huff, that's why you got to be a Patriots or, or a New England, Boston, or a Pittsburgh fan. We're always in the hunt. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's looking tough. Both your teams year, looking but... sick this year. We're both playing backup quarterbacks right now. <laughs> yeah, rookies. What's what's your record, Mackie, down in Dallas? Where are the Cowboys at? We're four and two with the backup quarterback. You're three and three with the backup quarterback. Bailey Zappi's one. Bailey Zappi's undefeated, dude. He's one game back. Four and one. Don't let Bailey Zappi. You guys also don't let him get hot. New England runs into a brick wall right now. They're gonna lose the next four. The Bruins. I mean the Bruins. I love the Bruins. They're they're actually good. So I'm throwing my mind. But um, Ramondre Stevenson is a better running back than the two you have down there. How so old is he? Not we have Tony a better Bob, defense I, and a better I, running back. That is such a biased thing. That That is crazy you just said that. Oh, my God. You are so biased. Well, Ezekiel Elliott's washed. I'm, I'm, I like. I think Zeke is better than, than Stevenson, and so is Tony Power. I think both of our running backs are better than, than Stevenson. Are you crazy? You I, think our de- I, what, what makes I your defense think, better than ours? I don't ours? think so. What makes your defense better than ours? Uh, go, go look at the point per game, maybe. Okay, I wonder. I probably can. Probably pretty close. Well, you guys put hey, you, you guys shut you guys shut out you guys shut out Detroit, so uh, that's gonna help you a little. But uh, Ace, and we have more, we have a lot of defensive tu- a lot of defensive touchdowns, a lot of interceptions, but we we win games off of our defense. You do too, obviously, but <laughs> similar teams without without Dak Prescott, they're pretty similar teams. Yeah, they are pretty similar without Dak, but with with Dak, I think we're talking a different story here. Yeah, no, but also at the same time, I do think our run, our running game and our run scheme and our O-line, just a better run game, I think, more productive at least. I know that Zeke is supposed to be great. I don't know if he ever gets there again. And Tony Pollard, I think he has so much talent, but his own coaches don't, so how are you supposed to tell me he's good? He gets he gets reps. He gets less than... He, he gets a lot of reps. Not he enough. Gets at le- he, he gets at not least enough. 33%. He's out there a good Yeah, but amount. not enough. They don't use their running backs enough at all. I think last game I watched the Cowboys and Zeke and Pollard had combined less than three targets. That's terrible. Well, with Cooper Rush and you've been running the ball, it's a lot more of a controlled system. With Dak, you're, you you uh, branch out a little. Dak likes to uh, in a, inefficiently more. running. Besides last week, what has Zeke done for the season? Really, you know? Yeah, I'm, I mean, you're not wrong. He he um he could he could still get hot though. I still think he he. 
as an edge. Over I agree. Stevenson. I agree. I, I'm a I'm a Zeke fan, but if you're just looking at the facts, like right now, he's he hasn't played well until last week. We'll get we'll get to that more in the Cowboys game, I'm sure. Alrighty, and our next game up is the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens favored in this matchup at minus six. Their money line at minus two sixty in the over under at forty five and a half. The only trend I got for this one are Ravens are six and fifteen against the spread in their last twenty one games played in week seven. Ace, you want to start us off on this one? What do you think? Yeah, I think this is going to be a good game. Um, Again, I mean, divisional game, six points is way too much. I've been on the Ravens a lot this year, too. That was one of my Super Bowl picks. I still think they're one of the top teams in the league. Still think Lamar Jackson is him, even though he's a little bit scared of crunch time. But a lot of those mobile quarterbacks are. I think this team will start to turn around. What's been surprising to me the most is how poor this Ravens defense has played. They have so many names and even bolstered that secondary with draft picks and free agent signings and trades, and they still can't seem to get it done. They're a pass funnel defense. I mean, they give up yards like it's nothing, but Jacoby Brissett looked awful last week. I mean, I know he'll play better football. If they don't hand the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt the whole game, they're not going to win games. Um, That defense is terrible. Um, So I can see a lot of points on the board here. I think uh, Lamar runs wild, has a good day through the air. Andrews gets in per usual. Nick Chubb will find the end zone after not doing it last week. He's going to run for over 100 again. Um, Browns probably keep it close um, within six, and it'll come down to that leg of Justin Tucker like it always does. Like the Ravens to win the game outright, not by six points. Like the over-under in points. I know it's a divisional game that plays slow, but two very poor defenses with with guys who can score um, best Best running quarterback in the league, best running back in the league. So I like points in this game, and I like the Ravens to win on the money line, which isn't that nice, but maybe I throw it in a tease. I'm going to go um, hot take of the week. Give me Brown's money line in this game. I think uh, the Ravens are kings at throwing away games. We've seen them lose games to bad teams. We've seen them in games where they shouldn't have been in game, where they shouldn't even have had a, had a sweat, and they've ended up losing Miami, basically. Um, this team is just not confident at all, and they can't they can't close out games down the stretch. Uh, I think the plus six points is free here. I think Cleveland definitely in a divisional game will keep this uh, within a touchdown. Uh, I think they I think they choke down the stretch once again. I think this team is very to little very little to no confidence whatsoever, and I think uh, Cleveland has a little more going for them right now. So give me Cleveland money line. I do like. I do like your take with Cleveland. I, I was leaning with them plus the six points. Uh, my rule in divisional games, give the points, don't take them. And uh, the Ravens haven't shown me they're deserving of a six-point uh, spread uh, lately. But a lot of the injuries in this game, it's coming down to if the whole Browns defense is playing. Obviously, we know Chubb and Hunt is going to be doing their thing in the Cleveland backfield. Um, I'm with you, Mackie. I will take the Browns plus six. Ace, I know you said the same thing. You think it's going to come down to a Ravens money line or uh, the, the foot of Tucker, but... Um, I like the Browns plus six. Yeah, great value there on the money line, Mac. You could. Come, I do. Th- I do honestly, think the Ravens will win the game. I agree with Huff. I mean, for the it's like my take with the Cowboys last week against the Eagles. The Eagles are a superior team, and they end up um, winning that game. But the Browns can linger around like the Cowboys did the other night in the divisional game, even on the road. Um, you're getting good value there. You could even put a half a unit on that and still make over one full unit, probably. Right? Is their 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 money line's probably sitting at like what plus one ninety. Plus 215, and 93% of the money is on Ravens' money line. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you can put a half a unit on that and you're still making good value. Um, so, yeah, I don't mind your play there. I, I like a lot of points there. What are you guys thinking for a total there? You see a lot of touchdowns in this game. I think Chubb and Hunt both get in. Chubb runs wild, and I think Lamar has a day. Yeah, the only thing that scares me about an over-under in this game is, like you said, how slow it could be played with the running backs Divisional. in the running game. Yeah, it's yeah. just like that scares me. But um, obviously they have the star power and the skill to put up the points. So it just comes down to the kind of game that Brissett can play as a game manager if they can get them, if he can get them downfield because we know the running backs are going to do their job. Uh, and like I said, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionable guys. So uh, we record these or we always talk about this on Wednesday. So it's really hard to make some of these picks going into Sunday. Um, so that's why we're always like, you know, stay tuned to this, stay tuned to that. But it's because, you know, really a lot of these guys are questionable and they make these decisions Friday and Saturday uh, before these games. So, um, but yeah, that's how I'm going to be leaning on this game. Yeah, you know who else has been a kind of a wagon for those Browns? Jacoby Brissett's been lighting it up through the air with uh, Amari Cooper, a little resurgence up in Cleveland, and Dave Njoku really having a big year so far. So look for them too, along with Donovan Peoples-Jones to eat against a weak Ravens secondary. That's why I like the points there too. Good enough players to break runs and get in the end zone. Jacoby's just got to cut down on those interceptions. Lamar cut down you need on like fumbles. Jacoby's cut down on your interceptions. This is the kind of game. It can be played slow, but I think you get like one or two big plays mm-hmm. that get you quick points. Yeah, there's going to be. that's what I'm thinking. They're going to be explosive touchdowns to put up points. That'll be a good game to watch for sure. Going to be a great game to watch, like you said, Ace. Excited for that one. The next one up is the Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are favored in this one at minus 6.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 270 in the over-under at 47.5. Got one trend for this game, and it is for the under. The under is 10-1 and in the last 11 Bengals games, so going for 91% there. What do we think? Huffs, want to start us off? Yeah, so um, like you said, Falcons 6-0 and against the spread. Um, 54% of the money coming in on them this week at plus 6. Uh, this Bengals team, another team that hasn't really looked too hot. Um, the spread opening up at plus or at minus 9.5. Does anyone know why that ha- what, what happened there? That's always like multiple weeks prior. It's never like, don't, don't even okay, know. Okay, 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 okay. But yeah, the min- obviously the minus 6. Um I don't know. I really like the Bengals here, but it's killing me. I can't bet against this Falcons team, and I might totally switch and go on the Falcons. This is a really hard week to call some of these, but um, six points, another kind of my same opinion with the Ravens. Um, I think the Falcons might cover, but the Bengals might win the game, but it kind of goes against what you said with the underdogs' money lines, but um, I've just been taking the plus points, and it's been working for me the past couple weeks. So um, Tough game here. I'm looking to tease the Falcons up a little bit. This is a game where I just don't trust them at the six points. I'd like to get them around 10.5, maybe 13 even, uh, and see what I can do with that. But I do think this could be a similar spot to what we said about the Giants where their run has come to an end uh, and the Bengals could kind of blow them out here, minus six. But um, I am. I either want to tease up the Falcons or I just want to take the Bengals minus six. Yeah, Huff, that's uh, almost my thought. I almost said that as you were saying it. It's like these are big spreads and these teams love to cover uh, Browns and Falcons, heartbreak teams that cover but don't win. Um, so maybe you do a teaser here, right? You go with the AFC North teaser, right? You go Bengals and uh, Ravens both to get back on track. If you've looked at it, the Bengals have been playing their best football the last few weeks. Like, we all know that. Jamar Chase and Joe Barr are really getting into their rhythm. Um, Joe Mixon's been productive all year, and they have a lot of uh, a good supporting cast and a good coach. 
Um, I, I'd like them to win this game. Six points is a lot, so you might see it in a teaser, especially with the way the Falcons have been covering games and playing scary. But in Cincinnati, um, we saw them beat a much better Dolphins team um, handedly. I know Tua got hurt that game, but I still think Teddy Bridgewater is close to on par with uh, Mariota, even though he's been playing great football lately. Um, I really like Joe Burrow to put up points here. I think Jamar Chase gets in the end zone. That might be one of my any times. The line's not looking too bad. Um, I think they stay rolling. You'll see uh, Jamar hitting the gritty in his hometown of Cincinnati with the bank. I'm actually uh, on the complete opposite side of both you guys. I think this is a good spot for the Falcons. I think they proved this way more than uh, the Bengals have this year. I don't I don't really think the Bengals have been getting on track at, at all. I mean, I know they're started off the season 0-2. They're 3-3 now, but their wins are coming against pretty bad teams. I mean, barely beat the Saints last week with the you know how injured they are. Uh, the Dolphins without Tua, and then the Jets. So, I mean, that's three wins that aren't really that credible. Um, you're running into a hot Falcons team. It's not even just at their back door covering. They're winning games outright. They they kind of um, dismantled the Niners last week. Marcus Mariota's 14 for 15. Almost a perfect passer rating. So, like, you got players like that that are uh, performing like that. And, you know, sitting at a plus six and they're three and three. Both teams are three and three. I definitely like them here. I might even sprinkle the money line here again. I think they're still wagons, and um, I don't know. Six points is definitely way too much for me. I, I like how you keep rolling with them. That plus six, it's a nice trend. Definitely can't take the Bengals minus six because of all that going on. But even their losses here, the Bengals have played great games. You know, they've lost by a combined maybe like less than ten points. Um, I, I think Bar- I think Barrow has been playing great lately. They've been putting up. Big scores. Um, they barely lost the Ravens a couple weeks ago, or else they would have four in a row. Um, they just look yeah, shaky. They look, really, from... they look really shaky. They don't look like they did last year in that playoff run. They're st- I feel like they're I struggling to get first bang... downs. I, I agree. I mean, I think they've been getting more on track with that recently, though. Um, and plus their big pay- play capability, the Falcons won't have an answer for. And that defense isn't as, as deep as... They, they just played the Saints in New Orleans with that big defense. You know, I don't think the Falcons on the road are a tougher threat than that. So I think Joe Burrow can put up over 30 points again. I don't know if uh, Marcus Mariota will be able to keep pace. But, yeah, that plus six and their trends have been nice lately. So, uh, yeah, I'll be looking at some team stuff. I like the Falcons in this one. The Bengals have not convinced me. Stay tuned to the... <clears throat> Stay tuned to the cards. On you had the Bengals last week. I'm not saying I'm not for the Bengals, but I'm saying they haven't convinced <laughs> me. Like I'm not. I'm not. You know, not all. I'm not all about sure the Bengals. Just want to make sure you knew that. I know. <laughs> all right. Next game: Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders. Packers the favorite in this matchup. Four and a half points for them. Their money line sitting at minus two twenty in the over under sitting at forty one and a half. Trends I got for this one is the under is 16 and 3 in Washington's last 19 games played in October. The under is 7 and 1 in Washington's last eight home games. And the Commanders are 7 and 2 straight up in their last nine games at home against Green Bay. What do we think here, Mackie? Start us off. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a tough game to look at because you know Washington being at home, I think this is a a good spot for them to maybe steal a win here because this, this Green Bay team just hasn't convinced me anything this year. I know you still have Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks of our time, one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now, in my opinion. Um, 
even though he's three and three, he's still Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, I wouldn't put my money on a Washington team over Aaron Rodgers in any really position, but for the sake of it, I think Washington covers this game. Five points might be a little too much for them to be at home with, with um, a Packers team that really has no confidence. I feel like Aaron Rodgers has no confidence in his receivers. It's nothing really clicking on offense for them. Um, they just really haven't haven't had anything going for them recently. So I think giving them a five-point lead to start a game is not profitable in my opinion. So for the sake of uh, the podcast, I'm going to say Washington plus five covers this game. Um, I'm right there with you. I do. I'm leaning commanders, but that's for one reason is we're going to get to see the Taylor Heineke show this week. Uh, fresh look for this commander's offense. No Carson Wentz this week for Washington. So could be an upgrade. Uh, we get to see what, yeah, that's what I mean. We get to see if, uh, what Heineke can do with this team. Um, I, I like them in this spot at home. Yeah, that's, this is a tough game without Carson Wentz. I also agree. Taylor Heineke is an upgrade. But at the same time, like all he does is win football games. But at the same time, it's a tough defense to go up against after you haven't been clicking with your offense for a while. Running game doesn't surprise me much from Washington. I really like. I'm surprised Mackie didn't say. I really like the under in this game a lot. I think they're two good defenses. Um, I wanted to say Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers and that offense have been very underwhelming. And the better unit on both teams is the defensive side of the ball. You would think that the commanders are going to play it close to the vest with Heineke and keep the ball on the ground, and when he does air it out, he's not going to be doing too much against a strong Packers secondary. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm liking the under here. I'm not too sure who I like to win this game. I think I like I like the Packers to win this game. But at the same time, there's a lot of value on Heineke at home, and I like I said before, he does find ways to win games. Uh, give me the under here, though. This will be one of the more boring games on Sunday, I'll have to say. Yeah, I agree. Definitely going to be a more boring game. That over-under set at 41.5. Trends leaning towards the under as well. Good stuff there. Our final 1 o'clock game is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers. Bucks, the big favorite in this one. 10.5 points there. Money line minus 5.10. And the over-under sitting at 40.5. The trends I got are the Panthers have lost and failed to cover 17 of the last 20 since early last season. The Brady Bucks have won and covered big in their last four meetings versus Carolina. No win by fewer than 14 points combined score of 150 to 63. A lot of stuff leaning there in the Bucks, but 10.5 points, a lot of points. Huff, what do you got? Tough game. Um... Obviously, we saw what the Bucks did last week, a nine-point favor coming to Pittsburgh, losing outright. Um, I did have the Steelers in that game off the card, obviously. Um, got to take my boys and ride with them. They've been losing me some money, but got to ride with them there. Um, this game is tough, a 10.5-point spread for the Bucks. This is definitely a teaser territory for me. Get the Bucks down a little bit. I'd like them by, like, four. Uh, maybe put this with another one of the teams that I said. But um, I don't know if Carolina, I love them, plus 10.5, but... Uh, the Bucks just aren't deserving of a ten and a half point spread right now, but this could be a very easy get right spot for Brady and the Bucks. Yeah, I only really have one play on this game, and it's going to be the under. Um, I just a Brady a Brady led Bucks team has been this year been pretty slow, and they they have a lot of problems with going on right now. Obviously, losing outright to a Steelers team, pretty weak Steelers team this year uh, after being what were they nine point favorites, something like that. So uh, they have a lot of confidence issues right now. They they don't have a lot of things clicking. I do think they will cover this game. I 
probably think this game will sit around 23-3. to I don't think Carolina finds any offense whatsoever with P.J. Walker back there. And this um, Bucks defense is obviously pretty elite. So I think Carolina gets nothing going offensively. I think uh, Tom Brady finds the end zone a few times, uh, does what he needs to do. I think they will cover the spread, but my one play is under, what is it, 40.5. I think it's very, I think this game stays very low. Yeah, I'd, I'd, if I was looking at under here, I'd definitely lean more Panthers team total under. With all the chaos they have on that side of the ball, um, no true leader um, at quarterback, no true coach's leader. We saw, I don't know if you guys saw the altercations on the sidelines last week with Robbie Anderson. I know they shipped him off, but still, um, between coaches too, the wide receivers coach and the new interim head coach, um, just not a lot going right there. And the Bucks need a get-right game. And that team is so good. I'm going to say it again. I know they fumbled the bag last week against an inexperienced Steelers team. But the Steelers have a way better culture and head coach than the Panthers even dream of. Um, yeah, I really like the Bucks. Ten and a half is a lot of points. I think they cover. If I bet this game, I'm taking a half point for the ten. So, like, I think worst case, I'll push. But I do think they score a lot. I'd be looking at Panthers team total under, though, definitely. Um I think there's too much firepower to hold them down. And after being reprimanded in the uh, in the media all week, Brady being shown yelling at his teammates and saying he's not committed, maybe he actually starts getting back on track. Um, for those of you that said Brady doesn't need Belichick, Belichick needs Brady, I think it's vice versa. They, they, they need each other because Brady has gone off on a tangent the last ever since he went down to Tampa Bay. I know he won that Super Bowl the first year, but Belichick kept him on the football regimen. His mind hasn't been in the game since he left New England, really. And without Gronkowski at tight end and no true tight end and losing Brait now, they, he doesn't have a security blanket. And Lenny Fournette, even though he's been playing the role the last two years, what, however long he's been there, he's not a true receiving back. And that's what Brady really feeds on is a tight end and in the receiving back. He likes to take what he can get. Now he just has to take shots, and he has the he has the receiving core to do it. So it's just strange to see him struggling. Um, I would bring that back to, like I said before, though. The, having no Belichick. Brady needs to focus on football. There's a lot going on in his life. I think he will this week. Bouncing back after a loss. We've seen it time in and time out throughout his career. Tom Brady bounces back after a loss. He doesn't like to lose football games. Um, that much firepower on both sides of the ball. I'll take the Bucks minus 10. Don't know if I'm going to card it yet. going to take it off card if I don't even card it. But I think they get right, and I'm looking at the Panthers team total under for sure. I like that Panthers team total under is... Maybe you're right on that because you know this could be a, a game where the Bucks put up 40 alone. They, the Bucks could also put up 13 with the way they've been playing, but I do think the defense will hold strong. It's one of the best units in the league. Going to be an interesting matchup there in Carolina. The next one up we got is the Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders, our first 4 o'clock matchup. The Raiders are our favorite here at minus seven points. Their money line sitting at minus 310 and the over-under at 45 and a half. No trends from me in this one, but Mackie, get us rolling here. Yeah, this is a weird game. Not two teams that you see play each other a lot. Um, you know, we got a team that's been underachieving this year in the Raiders who uh, brought in Devontae Adams. They brought in a new coach, I think, as well, or uh, something like that, maybe an offensive coordinator or something, but... Um, one and four looking at, sitting at the bottom of the AFC West. So, uh, they're not who they wanted to be this year, but, um, you know, they're not out of it yet. So this is a game where they can get a nice win, get back under their, get, get a win under their feet and, uh, get back on their feet, to, uh, four and two record who, which is definitely able to come back from, um, especially with the roster that they have. So 
Seven points might be a little too much, but you're sitting at home in this game against a pretty bad Texans team that uh, I think they they should take advantage of and win this game. I've been high on the Texans all year. That's scary. I mean, coming the Texans are coming off of a bye too. Um, aren't they? Are they both? Oh no, the Texans aren't coming off a of bye. No, the Texans lost to Jacksonville last week. Oh wait, no, they didn't. Okay. The Raiders are coming ja- off a of bye. No, they yeah. they're both they're both coming off of a bye. They're both coming off of a bye. I knew that. Um. Yeah, so both teams coming out of a bye, so they're going to be healthy and looking ready to go. I'm going to lean with the experience and the home team in the Raiders here. But there is value on the Texans. Again, they like to keep teams close. But uh, I don't think it's this week. I think the Raiders are going to start getting back on track. I was high on them before the year started. And uh, with that much talent, you really can't hold them down too long. Um, I think the edge pressure from Jones and Crosby that you've seen all year long, Crosby's been a beast. Um, Davis Mills hasn't been doing much. He hasn't really used his receivers, and they rely on the ground game, and that's the one thing that the the Raiders can really lock down a little bit with that front seven. But, yeah, I like the Raiders here. hate to say it. Normally I'm high on the uh, Texans, but I do like Damian Pierce to find the end zone. That guy's a bona fide stud. been saying it all year. Rookie of the year candidate. Um, yeah, I like him to have a good game, but I do like the, the Raiders and the points here, actually. Surprisingly, in a big spread, I do like them. I'm going to take your team going the other way. I like the Texans here. I Great think value, they go though. into I think they go into Vegas. I don't know if they win the game outright, but I like them plus 7 here. For every reason you said, I think Damian Pierce Damian Pierce is a really good player. I think David Davis Mills has a statement game here and the Raiders haven't proven me anything. So, um a lot of stuff going on off the field. Devontae Adams is going to play in this game despite all the stuff with uh, what happened in that game against the Chiefs. Um but I don't know. I just don't think uh, this Raiders team is going to get back this week. I think this is a very hungry Texans team that uh, I don't really have to say too much. You've got you've we've all been kind of harping on this team. Ace, you definitely um, we think this Texans team is capable of in the future, not necessarily this season, but um, I like the Texans here plus seven. I I think that Devontae Adams gets in the end zone and has a big game this week. Honestly. This Texans team reminds me of that um, Lions team last year. They just have a lot of fight and they have a lot of uh, yeah. oh, willpower, oh, yeah. but they just don't have the talent to get there. No, they don't. And this is a tough matchup, especially if Waller's a go. I mean, Josh Jacobs is having a career year, contract year. Makes sense, right? Everybody does that. Wants to get the bag. Um, so Except they have Lamar, to, he just keeps losing. Yeah, I mean, he, his price tag doesn't change. It's going to be high either way with that age. But Josh Jacobs, I mean, running back market is thin. And as you hit a certain age, people tend to stop giving you those dollars and he's showing why he deserves it um he's been going off and then you have Renfro you have Adams you have Waller you have Carr it's a lot of weapons they have and they have playmakers on the defensive side of the ball I think those are just too big of men for the young Texans to contain um I think that they put up a good amount of points this week watch Derek Carr have a big game this week um he's got to throw two Jacobs finds one and they kick a field goal or two with one of the best kickers in the league and Daniel Carlson so um yeah, I don't see that many points coming off the Texans scoreboard. And Josh McDaniels coming out of the bye. He's got to start stringing stuff together, right? And this is one of the ones he circles on his schedule as we need this game. So I think they'll be ready to go. I like the, the Raiders minus seven here. Another interesting matchup there in the four o'clock slate. Let's move forward to the New York Jets at the Denver Broncos. Mackey's Jets and Russ about to cook it up with the Broncos. Favored it at minus one, the money line at minus 116, and the over-under at a low 38.5. The trends I got for this one are the Jets are 4-0 against the spread, both in their last four in October and on grass. 
The Jets are also 4-1 against the spread when playing on six days of rest or less. Lots of good stuff. What do we think? Huff, you want to start us? Broncos kill him in this game. I like the Broncos. Yeah. Is that all you have to say? It seems like. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just, I really, I think this is the get right game for this Broncos team. They showed signs in that first half of the offense. This Jets team, I've been high on them all year. Again, Mackie, same thing. I think the public has bought in this Jets team, and a lot of people are jumping on the wagon right here. That's why we're seeing a big line movement. Uh, Not necessarily like you said from that, but uh, getting them at minus 102 against this Denver team, I know they're not performing up to standards, and people are jumping shit from Denver and jumping on the Jets. So uh, I'm going to stay with my boy Russ, and uh, let's ride Denver Moneyline. Yeah, this is is just a crazy... A weird game to jump into because you know you have a team in Denver that um, is obviously underachieving, and you have a team in New York that is overachieving, and they're coming together. And um, I don't think anybody or most people realize how hard it is to go into Denver and play in that Mile High City because of the atmosphere in there and how how quick you lose your breath and everything. And uh, it's actually it's real. It 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 does affect you big time. And um, you have an inexperienced Jets team, or a young Jets team that hasn't. Most of them are in their first, second, third year. So, um, you know, you're going into an environment where you're going to be uncomfortable in. And I think that uh, Russ showed signs of uh, old Russ last week, even though he all around didn't have a good game. He showed signs of what he could do. And uh, I think he gets back on track this week in front of his home fans. I think they win this game. Yeah, this Broncos team has been so underwhelming, but... A minus one spread against the Jets team that's overperforming. Wait, is is Russ playing or is it Ripien? I didn't know Russ was out. Well, he did say. I forgot he did say he has an injury. He's probably going to be listed. He has a hamstring injury, and they said it could be potentially serious. Oh, that's that's a different conversation if he's out. Yeah, I'm only taking the Broncos if he's playing, but that's obviously presuming he's playing. He is listed as questionable. questionable limited Wednesday. He'll play. Obviously, way off the one could be league fantasy radar right now. This yeah, is a get right game. He has to play. Ugh, ugh. It, you go get right five, game yeah. after. How many get right games does he have? Dude, I mean, you, I, well, he hasn't it, had one so yet. So. A new team. Not many quarterbacks. Not many quarterbacks go to a new team and did what do with Stafford and Tom Brady. No, did. I know, I, I understand that, but he's been playing terribly. He isn't even looking like himself. His arm strength isn't there. His uh play extension isn't there. He's not using his legs as much and rolling out. It's just it's just a recipe for disaster. And they don't have much on that offense side of the ball. I do like that tight end Dolchich that got his first career start and touchdown for for Denver. Um, I think. I'm not touching this game. This is a weird game. It's a hot Jets team, and they win on the road, and they go in balls to the wall. Like they, they don't have any expectations. They're just playing football. I know Zach Wilson isn't playing great. This could be an under game. Has every Broncos game been an under almost this year? Um, that's another thing I'd look at. Uh, they can't score points, but they can keep people off the board. A lot of field goals from both teams definitely this week. This will be one of the field goal games to look at. I know I didn't card one last week. Did take them off card and hit some. So... Might be actually adding those to one of my cards. I know I keep saying it, and I should do it, and I probably will. But, uh, yeah, I like the Broncos a little bit. I'm leaning that, but it's tough to bet against this Jets team at the moment. The Broncos under is 5-1 and one there for you, Ace, this year. Yeah, that's crazy. I love that. Love that stat. Like I said, Russ can't cook. 
and the defense can. So both teams' defense have been playing well, extremely well this season. Going to be an interesting one there as well. And our next one up is the Seattle Seahawks at the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers is the favorite at 6.5 points. The money line at minus 280 and the over-under at 51.5. The only trend I got for this one is Seattle is 1-5 against the spread in its last six games played in October. So the Seahawks not doing well in October. But what do we think here? Huff, you want to get us going? Yeah, um, an injured Chargers team, obviously, we've been saying that week in and week out, but um, last week, Chargers, who'd they play last week? I'm blanking. Broncos, they won in overtime. Yeah, they won in overtime. They did not cover uh, Monday night. Um, I did have the Broncos money line and the plus four, sadly, or sadly on the money line, but good on the plus four, but um, an injured Chargers team, and pretty underwhelming, if you ask me. They're getting the job done, but they're just not doing what everyone expected them to. Um, I do like the Chargers in this spot. I don't know if I love the minus six, but I, I'm leaning Chargers minus six. I'm I'm leaning the over here. I love the over here. This is one of the games where I like it a lot. You've seen Geno Smith put up points every week for no reason. I know the Chargers defense has names, but they can't really contain many people. The Russ game is an exception. Um, I think Justin Herbert's playing well. He's probably a little bit more healed. I think they still have to keep feeding Austin Eckler. He's... One of the top running backs in the league. He doesn't get the ball as much as he should. Produces every time he gets it. I hit on that. Um, that was my only play on Monday Night Football is Austin Eckler touchdown. Probably going to take that again. Guy just has a nose for the end zone. He can get it through the air and on the ground. Um, I like the Chargers here to put up a lot of points. Going to take the over. Minus six is a lot against Geno Smith because he loves those backdoor covers, you know, and sometimes it comes out and wins the game. But uh, maybe I'll cheese, tease the Chargers here and maybe I'll tease with the Chargers in the, in the over, honestly. Look at the... Eckler TD2, though. I think the, the Chargers can step it up. They're a good team. Uh, they have what it takes to put down this this hot Seahawks team. Yeah, uh, I'm with you on the over in this one. I think it's two offenses that we've seen uh, can score the ball. And um, week in and week out, we've seen Geno Smith is, is just um, – he's not going anywhere. He's doing it's, – it's no fluke. He's doing what he's doing. And uh, he's getting the ball in the end zone. And this is a Chargers team that can also get the ball in the end zone. It's two – uh, Seahawks defense is obviously weaker than the Chargers, but I think uh, they'll be able to get their points as well. So I like the over in this game. I'm gonna stay away from the spread. This Chargers team, uh, they just they don't really impress me. They're not doing what they should be doing to these teams. I mean, they squeaked by against uh, a pretty shitty Broncos team. You squeak by against a Browns team without Deshaun Watson, and uh, you know you get a win against the Texans a week before that. So they're three zero in their last three, but nothing really impressive. That's that's like showed me that the, that the Chargers are who I, who we thought they were supposed to be. So I'm going to stay away from the points here. I think they can win this game outright, but uh, I like the over if I'm going to take anything on this. We've heard get-right games. I agree with all your takes, Mackie. Um, we agree with get-right games, or we've all taken one. This will be the one I take this week. This is the get-right game for the Chargers, I think, at home. Um, too much firepower. Like you said, they're not really playing their best football. It seems like they have a lot more in the tank. They're not really unleashing it for some reason. Um I think that they can pop off a lot more in offense. They're not really the, the play calling hasn't been great. I know they had that young head coach, so he'll probably turn around back in SoFi back at home. Uh, I think Justin Herbert's ready, and Eckler will have maybe a multi-touchdown game again. I, I I'm really high on him. Um, how many? I'm curious though. How many wins? Just off the top of your head, don't think too much on this. How many wins do you guys think the Chargers finish with this year? Eleven. What's their record? 
They're four and two. Yeah, I, think I was thinking that too, Mackie. Eleven and six. Yeah, I was agreeing with that. So I think this is a game they win then. I had them winning thirteen games before the season started. Mm, that that numbers in my head was eleven and a half. Was there? I was like, do I go over or under that? Like, if that was the over under right now, which it very well could be, I'd go under hundred percent. Yeah, I think they squeak out eleven or twelve. So I'd probably go I, under two. I think uh, they have a better chance of winning ten and twelve. Mm-hmm. Hard yeah, division tough. with that division. Yeah, you're right. But like I said, the, so I think they, I do think they get the jobs on this week. But yeah, Matt, I'm with you. Six points is too much. Um, that could be another teaser team. You get them down to plus one. That's a nice spot to have them. I don't think they lose to Geno Smith at home, but I think Geno Smith can keep it up. So give give me the Chargers and the over there. And Austin Eckler touchdown. Don't don't forget that. Some of the boys on the over for that one. Good stuff there. Let's jump into our last 4 o'clock matchup, the Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers. The Chiefs are the favorite here at minus 3. Their money line sitting at minus 156. The 49ers money line at plus 132 in the over-under at 48.5. Good bit of trends for this one. Jimmy G is 14-6 straight up and 16-4 and against the spread as an underdog in his career. That is the best winning percentage by any quarterback as an underdog in the Super Bowl era, including the playoffs. San Francisco has covered six straight home games. Jimmy G is 3-0 straight up and against a spread as a home underdog. And Patrick Mahomes is 11-3 straight up following a loss. What do we think is going to happen here? Uh, let me give uh, the money splits real quick, just because it's so drastic. Um, Kansas City minus two and a half, eighty-three percent of the money is on that, and Kansas City money line minus one forty-five. You have ninety-two percent of the money on it. So we already know who the public loves. I think we could have predicted that anyway, but um, that's just something to think about, definitely. So you can get into it now. I don't have to think about it any more than that. Yeah, I mean that's. When does the public not love Patrick Mahomes though? Really? I I, the only thing is I I can't see them losing back-to-back games. Me neither. At home in in in. Oh no, they're not at home. No, they're they're no, in Levi Stadium. And they're and Niners are elite in Levi Stadium. Yeah, I agree. It's it's gonna be they're gonna play. I love that Niners defense. Shout out my buddy Abeek. He was on our podcast a few weeks ago. He had some really good picks too. He actually ended with a good record. His take on this game was a revenge game for the Chiefs from that Super Bowl that they owed him for a while ago. I'm like, that's a little bit far out, but I understand your thinking there. Um two not really rivals, but they have some bad blood towards each towards each other. Um Mac, you told you last week with that three-unit play on Travis Kelsey, obviously not on a card, but off the book, I I, I like that too. Um, so I think he gets back and gets in the end zone this week. I'm eager to see if you double down and throw that on your card. You think Kelsey goes two weeks without a toddy? I don't know if I could throw it on my card after that heartbreaker, but uh, I might take it off the <laughs> card. Yeah, it's t- a tough matchup to think about, though. That, that, that Niners defense is just loaded, especially with middle-of-the-field talent, especially the elite middle linebacker, Fred Warner. I think Nick Bosa is still out, though, so that's something to look at. They have a bunch of other names on defense, so I'm not too worried there. Um, but you know what Patrick Mahomes does. It's the best duo in the NFL, Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, this will be a great game to watch. I think this is probably America's game of the week. Um, this could be this could be the uh, hit-the-books game of the week, maybe, honestly. I would I would say so. This is probably the bit, two best teams that are playing straight up one-on-one. Yeah, I like this. And it's such a big game for both teams. The Chiefs to fall to four and three would tighten up that division so much where they can take charge at five and two. And the 49ers sitting at five hundred is crucial for them, especially with that division 
being so weary. Um, yeah, I'm eager to see. I think Jimmy G, he, he shows glimpses of being good sometimes. And George Kittle came back to life last week. I don't know if you guys really noticed that. Um, a little resurgence from him. Um, so you'll get to see an elite tight end matchup. And Debo Samuel hasn't found the end zone in a few weeks. I know we cashed big on team play a few weeks ago um, with that. So I think they get back on track. I'd like I like the uh, I like the Niners money line at home here. I like it. Maybe you tease them up too. You get a lot of points. You go with your four twenty five. That's what I was just te- thinking about. Give me four twenty five teaser. Your four twenty five teaser. You got Chargers plus one, and you got Niners plus ten. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. You throw another yeah. leg in there, you can get them both at like you can get the Chargers at like plus three and a half. Yeah, that's craziness. I uh, what with the plus ten? Well, that would go to plus thirteen because the more legs you add, the more points you get. Oh, is is yeah? All right, my book's different. I Rhode Island isn't as blessed as you guys with uh. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, so like, I, th- I think the best, the most I can get is ten. Yeah, I, I do like. Teasing the Niners up. I'll also be taking a money line. I, I like that. It's tough, though, because I always say I hate betting against Patrick Mahomes, and it's tough to watch. But this will be this will be a great game. Hit the books game of the week. I'm leaning Niners. Watch my pick change by Sunday. Watch my pick change. It could. I'm not putting anything on the card as of right now, but right at this moment, I am leaning on the San Francisco 49ers. I don't know about you guys. What do you got for the hit the books game of the week? It's that, I like the 49ers. Right now, I like the Niners. I like, but it, it, this is definitely a game that I could... Uh, Switch sides on at the last second or last day or whatever. I like Jesse, the 49ers you, you, you with you the points Mahomes, here. Maybe three and a half. Them or you like the Niners at home? With these trends, I'm definitely on the Niners. I don't think you can go against it, especially giving them you know, three points. That's, I think, just enough. I like what you said about Debo. I'm definitely looking at that. Yeah. It, it, I think that Jimmy G actually has a good game this week. I, um, You don't see him in many shootouts, but... You could see some points flying for him. That Chiefs defense is not something to be See, I, th- scared I of. think this could be very similar to last week, another very low-scoring game. You think? I, yeah, I could see. Let me think in my head. Who gets in the end zone here? So we got two there. The 49ers over-under record is 5-1 and one in favor of the under. I'd take, like, Debo and maybe, This like could be an Jeff overtime Wilson game, touchdown. too. This could be an overtime game. I was thinking in my I head, I was like, I was saying rushing touchdown, which could even be used check. That's why I'm scared for Wilson. I like Kittle to finally find the end zone in a big game against Kelsey. I like Debo, too. That's three touchdowns. They had a pair of field goals. It's 27. I think Mahomes throws three. They don't find any on the ground, and Butker gets at least one. So 24-27, Niners. If it goes 27 up, goes to OT, and then it's anybody's game. Yeah. Whoever gets the ball first. Good stuff. That is going to wrap up our 4 o'clock slate. Let's jump into some Sunday night football. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are favored in this one at minus 7. The money line sitting at minus 335 and the over-under sitting at 44.5. The trend I got for this one is since 2021, home favorites versus non-divisional opponents are 1-8 against the spread and 3-6 and straight up on Sunday night football. What do we think here? Huff, start us off. The Pittsburgh Steelers here in Miami. What are the boys going to do? Trubisky, is he confirmed? Since Pickett it's is. Pickett. If Pickett's ready to go, which it's all looking like he's going to be, it's going to be Pickett, and it's all. Good. It's going to be all Steelers plus seven. 
Um, I like the Steelers to win this game outright. I know this is Tua's first game back, and a lot of people are looking at Miami as maybe a, they've struggled the past couple weeks, and they, they're looking for Miami to get back, and we all talk about get right. Uh, I think Miami's looking at this as a very big get right game. Uh, a lot of people are overlooking the Steelers team right now with no T.J. Watt or winning last week against the Bucks at home. Uh, Trubisky came in through the touchdown. Um, it's really just been Tomlin's team right now, whoever's up. It's, it's been a next-man-up mentality, and it's looking like Pickett's going to be the starter on Sunday. Sunday night football, the rookie's first time in prime time. Uh, he had a lead on Tom Brady. I can't go against him right here against the uh, against Miami. I know it's the, the lights are bright, Sunday night football. Uh, I know me and Jesse might be the only ones taking this, but I like the Steelers plus seven. What do you other boys think? I'm curious. Uh, I'm I'm not. I honestly would feel more confident in the Steelers team starting Mitch Trubisky this week. I think Kenny Pickett's the better quarterback, but in a Sunday night primetime game against a team with its starting quarterback back in the mix, um, we know that Tua Tagovailoa can put up points with those speedsters. Um, if your cornerbacks and especially Minka are out again. I know that the Brady Bucks. They've Minka's playing. To... Minka's playing. Yeah, that's big. But still, the corners are another thing to look at. Even if they play, I know you guys don't have any stud corners. Um, those are two yeah. tough wide receivers to contain. Sutton's a good. Sutton's good. Yeah, but not good enough to contain Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I think that with no, their boy no, Tua, no, back, like no, like top tier elite corner. Now I know what you mean. Yeah, and Mike McDaniel's at the helm. He's gonna force feed them the ball. Um. I like I like I like the Dolphins here. You said it was seven points to spread. That's a lot of points. I mean, I know they're at home though. A lot of teams don't fare well, especially from the up north going down to South Florida. Um, it's a whole different atmosphere, whole different play style, whole different type of game. Um, I like the Dolphins in this spot. I probably like the two the Tyreek Hill and the Tyreek Hill props again. Now that two is back in the mix, you know that Tyreek sees 10, 15 targets a week and he can break any single one of them for a touchdown. Um, I'm on the Dolphins here. Seven points is a lot, though. Maybe I'll be looking at the first half spread, honestly. Team total over. This is definitely uh, a... I don't know. Is Tua back? Yeah. yeah. So Tua's back. You got Miami yep. in a primetime game. For and, you, and you have... Let me say this before you have your take there, Mackie. Just in case something were to go wrong with Tua, we saw last week that Teddy Bridgewater is fully healthy and ready to go in the background. Yeah, I I like your uh, first half spread take there, Ace. I think uh, Miami get off to a, a, a strong start. Um, I don't like seven points in a full game. I think it's just, it, there's uh, just too much chance for trial and, or for error. And um, I think Pittsburgh can back to recover this maybe, but I think Miami wins this game. I also like the under. I don't think... Um, I think they'll be a little slower with Tua as it as this first game back. They're not going to be going. Um, actually, I don't know. It's a, it's only a concussion. And Mike McDaniel's loves to loves to throw the ball. They don't they don't have a true running yeah, game with Raheem Mostert and Chase Edmonds. Maybe I'm not on the on the under anymore. I don't know. More time to think about it. I got a few days, but uh, I definitely like Miami to win this game outright. I don't really have a play on the spread. Um, if anything, I have Miami first half probably minus four. I just haven't seen it. What's crazy is my play is probably going to be this. Um, I don't know if I'll card this exactly, but a Patriots Dolphins money line parlay is looking very nice to me. The AFC least, really? The AFC least. I mean, they've been winning games. Look at those records. We have four and two, five and one, three I'm and kidding, three. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get your pennies in a bunch. Oh yeah, no. What's your record? 
the the two Easts, the two NFC East. They're AFC running East, they're it. Both, uh, they're running it. Two best divisions of football. Than everybody expects. Who would have thought? But yeah, they, they both have a lot of uh, under the radar teams that have that play the football game the right way. You know, Still the AFC North's sides. the under underwhelming one. AFC West is very underwhelming. Yeah, well, I mean, and the NFC West. There. Yeah, both of them were. Those are supposed to be the best divisions of football. AFC and the West. The West divisions are definitely supposed to be the best. It's looking like it moved out east this yeah. year to the NFC Beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of good teams out there. But yeah, like I said, I wonder if you can get what where you can get for odds for Patriots uh, over the Bears and um, Dolphins over the Steelers in the prime time. I like both of those teams to win, but they both have high spreads, so it's a little something to think about. Huff, what did you say about this game? Sorry, I wasn't listening. I like Steelers plus seven. I think they I think they could win the game outright, but I'm gonna take the points. Are either of you are either of you throwing on the Steelers money line? You didn't last week and you should have. I just took them plus nine. I just take the points every week. Yeah, yeah. What a Steelers fan. Yeah. No no, I mean no I don't mean like whatever it is. Like I I mean like it really takes a lot for me to like bet an underdog money line. I agree with you. I just take the points. I just play it safe. They give you the points for a reason. All right, let's hear this ace take on this Monday Night Football Patriots game. Patriots Jeff alternate really spread minus eighteen and a half. Let let JC let or let let JC Jesse introduce it. Yes, let's jump into this Monday Night Football game: the Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots. Aces, New England Patriots are the favorite here, minus seven and a half. Their money line at minus three seventy five, and the over under sitting at thirty nine and a half. The trends I got for this one are home teams on Monday Night Football are 25-14-1 against the spread versus an out-of-conference opponent since 2012. And since 2020, Bill Belichick is 5-1 against the spread as a home favorite of 7 or more points. Lots of good stuff there for the Patriots. What do we think here, Ace? That little parlay that you were cooking up, the Patriots and the Dolphins together, money lines. Two Lake Barlay sitting at minus one fifty six on Fanduel. What do you got, Ace? Start I, us off. I love that. I love that parlay. I definitely might see that on my card. Um, just have some skin in both games. Like I said before, though, uh, Mackie getting crazy with the, the Patriots eighteen and a half. I don't think I've ever put the Patriots on my card, and I don't think I've ever been uber confident in them at all year. I've actually said they're one of the weaker teams. Um, he gets so defensive Zapp, about even, them. Especially, especially with his name Bailey Zap. Like I didn't know his name was Bailey until last week. I thought it was Billy Zap. I was calling him that for the first three games that he. That's played. kind of funnier. That's what we're gonna call him, Billy Zap. Billy Zap. Yeah, my buddies text me all the time. Good old Billy Zap, dude, undefeated when he's starting. Um, but yeah, seven and a half points is a lot. Um, at home, off the card, I'll take them minus seven probably. But what I'm going to really look at is the. I've been saying this all week. I guess it's maybe my trend of the week. I like the team. T- total under for the bears here patriots defense at home in the prime time is a lot better than the commanders and they only put up seven on the commanders last week i don't see how the bears are going to get in the end zone um i like ramondre to have a big day he's been eating the last two weeks as a starter without damian harris he's a three down back um zappy or jones who's ever's in um i think the patriots win this game i think the bears are one of the worst teams in the league we've been saying it all year we think they're going to be fighting for that number one pick and we know how Bill Belichick shuts down opposing young opposing QBs, especially those that like to scramble. So if we if we can shut down some of the other teams, uh, I think we can definitely shut down a Bears offensive attack. So yeah, I'll take uh, 
The Patriots money line in that parlay. I'll take over Mondre Tutty, and I will take the Bears team total under. Probably Fields to throw a pick too. Honestly, could see that for sure. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm definitely on your side in this one. You know, I hate my Bears, and um, going up against it. You know, as you said, a tough Patriots defense. I don't think Justin Fields is going to get much going at all. Um, Bailey Zappi's looking like he's can do just as much, if not more, than Mac Jones. So his team really didn't lose much with Mac Jones. I don't think. Not not even saying Mac Jones isn't that good. I think Mac Jones is, is a good quarterback, but uh, Zappi's not hasn't seemed to be a step down at all, in my opinion. So they um they got something good going on there. So this Patriots team is definitely just the the, the far superior team in this in this game, and um. Eight points might be a little too much on this primetime game. You know, it's definitely going to be a slower game. You're, you're going to see both teams run the ball out the ass because we know the Bears don't pass the ball very often. So um, definitely Bill Belichick wins this game with the Patriots. I think they'll definitely come out on top. I'm not going to touch the points. I'll probably, you know me, I'll take the under though. So that's my play. I will touch the points, but I like the the other side of both of you guys. I like the Bears. I'll take the eight points. I think um... – Zappy might come back to earth this week uh, after a high-flying couple starts to his NFL career. Uh, no discount to him. I've been wrong before, but uh, I'm not saying this Bears team is world beaters, but I think this is kind of a trap game in a Monday Night Football. They, I really want, or obviously even like Patriots money line, but I'm seeing 80 to 80% of the money on the on the Patriots with the points here. Um, I don't like it, but I'll take the Bears plus eight. Yeah, I just don't think they have enough to get it done. I think that Patriots offensive line will control the game. They'll control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Um, the good thing is, like you said, with Bailey Zapp coming back to earth, he doesn't have to do too much if you watch the games. We rely on the run, and it's really just been setting up a play action. He's been finding wide-open receivers. He's been playing bad defenses. Um, granted, uh, obviously, he's no Mac Jones, but he's filled in. He had 309 and two touchdowns last week with no turnovers. Um, they've been funneling the ball to tight ends and playing smart. So look for Ramondre and Hunter Henry to eat if Zappi is the QB this week. Um, Huff, I have a question, though. If Jones is confirmed starter this week, does that change your pick? Mm, I'd have to see what happens with the spread because the spread would change. Yeah, it might go up to nine. Yeah, and I think I'd like the Obviously, if I like the Bears at eight, I think I'd like them at nine. You know what I mean? With Jones at the helm, though? It's tough coming off an injury. Maybe I do. The tough thing, yeah, I understand that thought too. The tough thing is though, a few weeks ago the Patriots shut out the uh, Lions. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Yeah, I just think, I just think it's too many points Monday Night Football. Yeah, you could honestly get a nice uh, same game teaser there with like uh, Bears in the under. Tease up that under. I also tease the. I also think similar to what I said about the Jets. I just think a lot of people are really high on Bailey Zappi right now. Zap whatever Billy Zap whatever we're calling him. I think too many people are high on him, and obviously you're a Patriots fan, so like, all to you, if Pickett was doing the same thing, you know, I wouldn't be shutting the fuck up about it, and after he beats the Dolphins on Sunday night, we're going to come in next week, and I'm going to be talking exactly like Ace is about uh, Billy Zap, but um, we're going to have a win. Ace, I don't know. I just, I, I do like the Bears. I think the Patriots win the game. I just like the points. I think even if Zap, Zappy doesn't doesn't have the best game, I think they could still cover the eight points. I I just don't see he could throw for 125 and win. Yeah, I so uh, I I think you're right about that. I think he does come back down to earth a little. I think uh, he's had his honeymoon in the NFL, but uh, I I still don't. I still think it's a coverable. Opportunity. I like that term. Do you think the Patriots uh, get, get their defense gets in the end zone again? I mean, they've been doing it like two or three weeks in see, a row. That's what I'm they, saying. They, their their defense. 
That's basically what I'm saying. That defense that's also is so strong. So, uh, you know, they can be given... I was going to say, you guys are lucky that you're not in New England listening to the radio right now. These people are giving takes saying that Bailey Zapp is the second coming of Tom Brady. He's better oh, than Mac Jones. Oh, I've, I don't, heard I've heard it. I've heard it. Zapp. He's not He's not better He's not better than... Yeah, Billy. Billy's not better than Mac Jones, I'll tell you that. I can't wait until <laughs> Mac Daddy comes back. If he played that game, we'd be 4-2 and two right now. If he was healthy, we would have beat those uh, lowly Packers up in Lambeau. But he's definitely getting the job done, like Mackie said. He doesn't have to do much. How are the Bears going to do anything? They couldn't score against the Carson Wentz-led um, commanders when they had the ball in plus territory all the time. I know Jesse was waiting on points last Thursday night, and Justin Fields had the ball inside the five-yard line on first and goal and couldn't get in the end zone three separate times. I mean, what, what makes you think game. he's going to do that in Gillette against that Patriots defense? I really like the Patriots here. Mackie's talked me into the points now, too, and they shut down that number one scoring offense in the Lions, so... They can do it to the Bears, too. I'm with you on this one. I like the Patriots here. Maybe um, Bears team feed, total under. Feed Mondre. Yeah, yeah, I like that one a lot. That was like off-rip, my favorite pick. But feed Ramondre Stevenson. Him and Hunter Henry will get in the end zone. And Tyquan Thornton, X-Factor for the Patriots. I think he's going to jump on the scene. If you don't have him in your fantasy leagues, go grab him and stash him. He's one of those speedsters that... I don't know if you guys saw his highlight last week on that end round. He just blew by everybody before they even shifted one way or the other. Uh, he's one of those next. Uh, he could open up that Patriots offense to another level. Bears team total points sitting at 15 and a half. Mm. Oh, I love that. I love that on there. I don't think they scored too much. Though. I don't know if they score one. I thought it was going to be 13 and a half. That Broncos with t- 20 and a half. Mac, you're muted. That that Broncos twenty and a half last week. It was ten nothing in the first quarter. I, I thought I was done. Puts up two field goals after that. <laughs> You'll love to see it. Those team total bets are good against good defenses. No, yeah, definitely. I like that bet actually a lot. Alrighty, I think that is going to wrap up our analysis of Week Seven of the NFL. Lots of good stuff out of that. Like usual, keep an eye on the Instagram and the Twitter for our picks. Like usual, what do you guys got? Anything else? Yeah, that's going to do it for me. Thanks. See you guys next week. Pay attention to the um, to the picks. That's about it. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely check out our socials. Like we said earlier in the cast, I know we went heavy on NFL. Per usual, that's our sport. But uh, we have NHL picks coming. Like Mackie said, four days out of the week usually. NHL in full swing. MLB playoffs in full swing. NFL, you know, we've been here all year. NBA coming too. I mean, I meant to say this earlier, but NHL and NBA. I got a couple NBA picks tonight. I don't know about you guys. Terrible, terrible, terrible uh, marketing by the NBA and NHL. I didn't even know that was the start of the regular season the other day for both leagues. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to get these picks and excited to see some good sports. My The two best teams in Boston are rolling, so I'm happy. And the Patriots are looking alive, so. We got two contenders in the Bruins and Celtics. Got the uh, Patriots playing well. Got some good matchups this week. Some good picks. The boys will all be positive after this one. Um, good week here on tap. So stay followed to our socials for all the uh, big plays this week. That's all I got. Heavy week. Stay tuned. Have a good week. See you next time. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.